time now for Scoops with Danny Mac, the podcast on 101 ESPN. Scoops with Danny Mac, and away we go. This is the Thursday edition, so one day away. A little over 24 hours. We're back at it tomorrow at Bush Stadium and Cardinal Baseball as those Cubbies make their way to town, and uh, the Cubs are red hot as we talked about in the crossover. We're talking about fish with uh, Randy and Michelle. 314, salmon is the worst. No, 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 no. No, salmon is really good. Danny Mac, love all the fish talk, especially shellfish. Well, you know, got to have a little shrimp. Come on, shrimp, baby. Shrimp cocktail. Scotty, you, you in? I could do a shrimp cocktail. Shrimp Sa- cocktail is really good. Salmon's one of my favorite, man. It's like the first fish I ever tried. I got a little sentimental value towards it, too. Do you still have them? Um, Occasionally? Occasionally, yeah. You know what I do is I sometimes put some crab meat on top of it, get it like fully loaded from Schnucks. Okay. Oh, it's so good. Schnucks, one of the great sponsors that we have. Not very nice. Nice work. Nice work. (laughs) Look at you laughing. (laughs) Ryder's over there laughing too. Oh, yeah. It gives me mm -hmm, mm -hmm. nice work. He likes it. Yeah. All right. Mike Schilt, Zoom call yesterday. The manager of the Cardinals. Cardinals came back from uh, Milwaukee yesterday, held a little workout at the ballpark. They'll have a sim sim game uh, today, workout today. Had to make some roster moves down to 28 today. We'll get into that. Also get into some of those moves and the lineup as well. Uh, One of those moves is KK. So Kim goes from a fight for the rotation, then the closer, and then back into the rotation for Mike Schild. Clearly, you know, we're short another guy, and he had more than um, the opportunity to prove himself to be in the starting rotation and really didn't want to transition to it when Miles went, um, give Pons a crack because he earned his spot and was built up. And didn't want to disrupt the bullpen a whole lot, but, you know, we tried another opportunity in the starting rotation and um, take advantage of the pause we've had to, to get him back into the rotation and, and um, be able to help stabilize it. So Flaherty, Wayno, Hudson, Ponce de Leon, and now Kim. So I think they were looking at Gomber, Kim. They go with Kim. He's back in the rotation. Mike Schilt, the players, quarantined for about six days in the hotel, could not leave their room in Milwaukee. What was that experience like? Really, it's been more about just being in in, uh, concern and prayer for our guys, you know, and the people that have been impacted by it and and making sure and doing what we can to support them from a distance and emotionally be there for them and clearly take care of them the best we can. And, um, you know, I, I know they've been getting tremendous care and their spirits are in a good place. So that's always been my primary concern over the whole break and um, is taking care of them emotionally and just being there available for them. And and also the guys that are, you know, we're stuck in rooms for six days, um, you know, reaching out to them, make sure everybody's in as good a place as possible. That's what I love about Mike Schilt, communication. Um, he is just the best at it and I said this going into this season prior to any of this stuff happening. He has been the manager 
for so many of these players when they were in the minor leagues, he's got a very good relationship with a lot of these guys, in particular, like a Carlos Martinez or a Colton Wong, some of the others. Communication throughout the quarantine um, and the pandemic prior to uh, the season coming back. Um, Zoom calls with these players constantly. And that's what's going to separate him going forward. And so during this time, as they were in their hotel rooms, constantly calling players and staff. And believe me, he's not going to use this as an excuse. He's going to say, look, been dealt a blow and a big one. Let's face it. This is tough. Coming back tomorrow night, you're facing one of the hottest teams in baseball. He's going to say, look, this is tough, but here we go. We got to play baseball. This is big boy time. And I know it's easy for me to say that behind a microphone, but this is tough. And he is going to deal with it in a positive way. That's the kind of guy he is. One of the players that he is very close with, and I mean very, they've been through a lot together, is Alex Reyes. Alex Reyes getting the call back up. I'm excited about this. I've heard, by the way, down in Springfield, he has looked very, very good. What about the role of Alex Reyes going forward? Well, I think the role for Alex will be to you know be in our bullpen and he'll pitch, pitch at appropriate times. Him and Cabrera both had three different outings where they've been able to um, throw a lot of batting practices. They've recovered well. They've been able to be extended a little bit. Um, they threw yesterday, um, so they'll be ready for competition on Friday. So Cabrera also up. Hennessy's Cabrera thought that maybe I wasn't sure because we're not getting a lot of information, understandably so, with what's going down in Springfield uh, with Reyes or Cabrera. Could have gone in a starting rotation role or bullpen. So both guys going in the bullpen, looking really forward to watching Alex Reyes and Hennessy's Cabrera. So both those guys added to the 28-man roster. Now we know Paul DeYoung, he is out. Uh, the guys that have been uh, positive, COVID-19, Ron Ravello, Yadier Molina, Paul DeYoung, Junior Fernandez, Cody Whitley, Edmundo Sosa. So in particular at the shortstop position, Cardinals are hit with DeYoung and Edmundo Sosa. So the Cardinals get an extended look then at, well, we'll see him there, Tommy Edmond. Yeah, Eddie will slide in, play shortstop, got an opportunity in both spring camps. You know, he's a get-it-done guy, so he'll be the guy that can play short. You know, beyond that, um, you know, we got Brad Miller that's had some opportunities over there as well. So that'll be the short list. Hopefully that'll be the only people in the list that we have to consider. So you, you got, you know, a little bit of a, I would say, concern there up the middle. Um, now, Miller can play short. Not, you know, a guy, though, that you want to count on every single day. So... The way I see it, Edmund gets the run at short. Carpenter is at third. Miller, we haven't seen him basically since spring training. You're going to be shorthanded there a little bit. And then you're hoping that it's not a long recovery for Paul DeYoung or Edmundo Sosa. Sosa flat out can pick it, by the way, too. So one of those guys gets back healthy. That's the number one concern. Get them back then to baseball activities, and then you get them up to speed. Speaking of getting players that are healthy right now up to speed, how long is that going to take? And it starts tomorrow for the St. Louis Cardinals. Probably on an individual basis. You know, generally speaking, I really feel like with the habits of this group, you know, the fact of the matter is they've been doing a lot of baseball activity pretty much since the beginning of the year, and we're in August. So... You know, it's not an ideal break for nine days, but this group group has good habits and and a lot of resources to draw from. Um, 
And so the two days of working out will, will help with that timing and getting back. So, I mean, I can't underestimate that it's it's nothing, but I'm also comfortable and confident this group will not make an excuse and be ready to get after it on Friday. It's going to be really interesting. A lot of games, short amount of time. Remember, the season, if it all goes to plan, is done by the end of September. And here we are on August 6th. So a lot of games to make up. So you got the seven inning doubleheaders. And for the immediate, you got to get uh, guys going right now with pitching. So starting tomorrow, Jack Flaherty, he goes tomorrow. I'll be fascinating to see uh, how long he can go in that game. Now, he's been literally throwing against a mattress. Now, yesterday, I'm sure he played catch. He'll play catch again today. Goes on the mound tomorrow night. We'll see how sharp he is. I'm sure Mike Maddox and Mike Schilt want to get as many guys on the mound as they can. Try to get them on a mound, facing hitters, get them an inning as much as they can this weekend. Try to keep them as sharp as they can. Just get one inning. Just get an inning in and then start to build on that. Try to get some type of live competition this weekend against the Cubs. That's something you have to think about. 636, who do you think will be the closer for the Cardinals? I'm going to go with Ryan Helsley at this point, um, but I don't think it's set in stone. I, I think it's kind of a bullpen by committee. I, I could see at any point in time, you, you've got Andrew Miller. you got Ryan Helsley. you got John Gant, who has been sharp. Um, who knows? Maybe uh, Alex Reyes, if he's rolling. I mean, any of these guys at any point in time, I don't think it, anything is set in stone. I think you roll with it the entire season. A week ago, it was Kim, and now he's in your rotation. This whole season is a roll of the dice. You got to roll with it. So I don't think anything at any point in time is set in stone. What Nothing. About, what about Carlos? What do you think he's going to do when he comes off the IL? Scott, let's get to tomorrow. Can we play tomorrow first? Yeah. Please? We'll, we'll, we'll play tomorrow, Dan. Okay. Can we get through the weekend? We can do that. Now, I'm not shooting down your question, but let's think about this. And I think it's a logical question. Now, BK asked that question too yesterday. First of all, Carlos hasn't pitched since last week. Okay. Let's just hope he comes back, right? And comes back healthy, which he will. So that's probably two weeks. If you have, let's say, Flaherty, Wayno, Hudson, Ponce, and Kim rolling, okay, and they're they're pitching and everybody's healthy. Now, at that point in time, it's two and a half, three weeks before he is um, available. So that's that's a long time for a guy to be out. Now, I don't know what he's doing during this time. I mean, I'm maybe playing catch. You know, is he running a little bit, doing some walks? I, I don't know. Is he quarantined? in sitting in a room I, I don't know I don't know what these guys are doing you know what I mean I don't know what they have to do at this point in time um, I would think though that maybe he goes to the bullpen or is he inserted into a rotation I don't know nobody that's the point you just roll with it right yeah so it's kind of a weird season right? yeah so that's what I think that you have to do uh, six three six. Carlos is our second best starter, and um, put him in the bullpen when he comes back. Well, that's my point. You got to roll with it, baby. Just roll with it. 
you know, I think anything at this point in time, you just got to roll with it. Again, your closer was Kim last week. Now he's in your rotation. It's all going to be fluid. And that's how I look at it. Brad Miller. Hey, Brad Miller might be your DH tomorrow night. Your DH was Ravello last week. Now he's on the IL. Isn't that a great problem to have though for a pitching staff? Like, oh, so we have so many guys that are so good, so we don't know who's going to be in the rotation or who's going to be the closer because they're all very versatile. Well, I, I don't think it's a great problem to have guys on IL. No, not no, at all. No. Um, I look at it this way, is that you had um, the Miami situation um, is different. Oh, I'll put it this way. If you compare the Miami situation to the Cardinals situation, the Cardinals have depth where the Miami situation, if you go on and take a look at like retro street uh, sheet or whatever that is, go take a look at the moves that they had to make. It's unbelievable where they found some of these players. Now, some of them were in their system and they called them up for the Cardinals. For instance, they went and got uh, Roel Ramirez, who was part of the deal with Tampa Bay. Um, but the Cardinals then went and brought up Henesis Cabrera and they've got Reyes and you know, th- there are guys in their system that can fit that have had major league experience where Miami is going out and getting guys and signing guys. I, it just, it does. It's a credit to the organization that they had depth is what I'm trying to say. Um, all right. So we're going to get into more of this back in, um, later in the show. I'm going to switch gears. Blues are back in action. You can hear the game on 101 ESPN later tonight. See the game on Fox Sports Midwest and John Kelly will have the call with Darren Pang tonight. We'll talk it over with JK next on 101 ESPN. Joey's great to have the chance to visit with one of the best play-by-play men in any sport and that is the voice of the St. Louis Blues John Kelly and John uh, I can have a little bit of an understanding of what it's like to call games off a monitor. And you're doing that. You'll do that tonight as the Blues continue to work out of the bubble up in Canada. And they'll take on the uh, Golden Knights of Vegas. And uh, always good to hear your voice. Great to hear you back on the air. And always uh, nice to visit with you. How you doing, J.K.? I'm, I'm doing great, Dan. I feel great. And thanks for having me on. And I look forward to tonight's game just like... Every other game, uh, it's sort of a bonus considering what we've gone through. And hockey's done a great job of getting the sport, you know, back on track and and doing things the right way. And uh, hopefully it will continue. And, you know, hopefully the Blues can get into the win column tonight. Well, that's the thing that uh, I I hear from everybody that uh, knows that I know you. They they ask, uh, number one, how how does J.K. feel? It's been many months uh, since it was revealed that you did contract the virus. How are you feeling these days? Oh, I feel great. I mean, it was about a two-week span, Dan, in mid-March where I had the virus and pneumonia. And, um, but, you know, after those two weeks, I've been feeling great and, you know, doing exercises and walking and stuff like that. So um, I, I feel really good. I'm very blessed that I got the right care and and um, I, I got better because obviously, you know, some people have not and, and did not. And it's it's a tough disease, but I feel great. Thank you. Yeah, I, I want to ask you too. You know, so many people come up to me, and now with what's happened with the Cardinals, they say, "Well, why didn't you know baseball do the bubble?" Well, 
there's a myriad of reasons I could do two hours on why baseball didn't do a bubble and the NBA and the NHL, they've done the bubble and it looks like it's working. Give me your, just your general impressions on what you've seen, how the, the NHL has handled what's going on with their postseason and, and just the seating and the bubble and how it's all come together. Well, as far as the bubble, I think that the biggest thing, Dan, is they were flexible because, quite honestly, uh, about a week before they announced the two hub cities, Edmonton and Toronto, Vegas was a virtual cinch to be one of the cities, but unfortunately there were too many COVID-19 cases in Vegas, so they had to you know, do an audible at the last second, and, and Edmonton and, and Toronto ended up being the city. So, you know, they were very smart. They had about 10 different cities that were in the mix. And, you know, quite honestly, going to Canada, they've had, relatively speaking, very few COVID cases. It was the right move. And they've been thorough, Dan. They, they You know, they gave these players and executives, you know, 20, 30-page um, documents to, to look over with all the protocols. And um, they've been diligent, and the players have done a great job. So I, I think they, they've done a wonderful job of keeping the players safe and, and knock on wood. Um, hopefully they will. I mean, they had 7,000 tests done in the last couple of weeks and no positive cases. That's amazing. And, and the other thing, as far as, you know, the format, Dan, you know, letting 24 teams in, and now you have the qualifying round, you were not going to make any decision and come up with, come up with any kind of scenario that would please everybody. Uh, but I think it was a fair way to do it. And the best of five series, um, I've been watching most of them. They're fantastic. So, I think all in all, they've done a really good job in this return to play. Yeah, I, I've been watching a lot of the hockey, too, because I'm I'm starved like everybody else for sports. I've been watching the NBA. I'm obviously watching baseball. I love hockey, as you well know, John, and, and we worked together for a number of years, so I have a vested interest in being a Blues fan and a hockey fan. I, I think the hockey's been great. What, what have you thought of the overall play? I, I think it's been good. And, you know, you have to understand, Dan, in a normal season, a, a team would have a 21-day training camp and seven or eight preseason games. So now you had a two-week training camp and one exhibition game, uh, and now you're you're jumping in. And you know, from the Blues' perspective, I think they still have a little ways to go. Their last game was better, um, but you know they have to buy in and and you know obviously have everybody involved. And it's a challenge because you know we're playing hockey in August. Normally, these guys are still you know, on vacation or in Europe or whatever. So um, I think that overall the hockey has been good. I think one thing is, you know, there have been a like we have seen in early portions of the season in the past. So I think, you know, teams have to adjust and, you know, it cost the Blues a game the other night when they took that late penalty by Steen and then Cadre scored with a tenth of a second to go. So I think the pace has been good. The intensity in, in most of the games has been really good. Um, but if I'm a coach, I'm telling my players to, to keep your sticks down and don't take lazy penalties because that could that could decide a series right now or it could decide seeding into the first round for the Blues. I, I noticed in the Blues game, and, and again, I, I'm just the, the average fan anymore, John, but I, I just felt that they're a little bit off, just a step off, a little slow. Is that uh, the general feeling that you got as you watch them? Yeah, I think that, you know, Dan, when they play their game, they forecheck, they hit, and they possess the puck in the offensive zone for long periods of time. And when they don't, there are a lot of what we call one and done. Sure. And I think that, especially in the exhibition game against Chicago, they didn't have much ozone time. I thought in the last two periods the other night against Colorado, they started to get to the game. 
So, you know, that's a key if you're going to watch the game tonight on Fox Sports Midwest, and hopefully you do, that, you know, to see how long the Blues have those extended zone times and those long shifts. When they do that, they're really tough to beat and tough to play against. So I think that's the key is, again, getting to their game and, and pitting the, the team in their own zone and hopefully scoring more goals. What have you thought of uh, the return of Tarasenko after missing uh, so much time? Well, I think it's sort of expected, Dan, that he's he's a little bit tentative. And I, I think that perhaps he needs to have a big hit on that shoulder to sort of, you know, in his brain and in his mind to say, I'm okay. Uh, I mean, because he was due to come back in late March, and, and now we are four and a half months later. So the shoulder should be strong, stronger than ever. But I think that he probably needs to get involved a little bit more and find his game. But, you know, give him a break. He, he hasn't played um, except for these two games. Dan, you know, in nine months, he hasn't played hockey. So that's a long time for anybody. You know, he was hurt in late October. So I think it's a work in progress. But, uh, again, I think that the more he gets involved and more physically he gets involved, I think it's better off for him in the Blues. I thought, and John Kelly is my guest, he'll have the call tonight the uh, television voice of the Blues. Uh, Jordan Bennington, I thought, was sensational the other night. Is, is that a fair assessment? Yeah, he's been great in both games. He played two periods against the Blackhawks in the exhibition game and was solid and, you know, had no chance really on either goal the other night. So, um, yeah, he's been great, and, and that's not why the Blues have lost both games. He, he's been superb and sort of picking up where he left off. He, he had a... He, he wasn't quite as sharp, Dan, in, in the regular season uh, when he was lights out. But really, in the last month of this season, he did really well. And, you know, hopefully that will continue here on. John, what, what's it been like for you and Darren and the gang to be uh, to call these games off a monitor? I'm not sure if you've ever had to do that before in your career, but uh, what's it been like for you to, to do those games off a monitor and, and to try to do the games for your for your audience? I, I've, I've watched them. I thought they're great. Didn't know a difference, but what's it been like for you? Well, it's you know, the first game is a little more challenging. Dan, I had never done it. Um, my brother Dan actually had done a few and, and has done a few for Big Ten Network. So I was glad to get that exhibition game under, under my our belt, but I, our crew has done a great job. The producer and director that are producing the World Free Feed, rather, and directing it, they've done a great job. So, you know, Dan, as you know, we're at the mercy of the director. So if the director is tight on on the on the main feed or they do too many tight shots and things like that, you know, I can only call what I can see. But overall, they've done a fantastic job. And, you know, I'm really blessed to have, you know, not only a great producer and director, but also a great partner in Derek Pang. So I think the way Darren and I call a game, Dan, is we're, we're, we're pretty well, we talk a lot, maybe more than some teams. And I think that the way we're doing the games now lends itself to our style, if you know what I mean. Sure. So I don't think it's that big a, uh, adjustment for us um, because we, we do interact quite a bit. So, but you know, there, there could be some hiccups and things like that, but I think overall we've been pleased with the, with the job we've done. But, you know, I, I guess 
you can always strive to do better, and that's what we'll do starting tonight. When you when you watch the the games overall, I know you're, you're a hockey nut, and I mean that affectionately. Um, what what are you seeing? Any kind of trends in these games with the the style of play, whether it's the Blues or not? But what are you seeing? Anything that that is starting to to separate itself from other teams in in the style of play of these games? Well, you know, as I said a bit earlier, the the penalty stand. I think that. Um, you know, the referees didn't have exhibition games either. So, you know, my, my thoughts are normally early in a regular season, there are a lot more penalties called than late. So I think they'll adjust. So I, I would say, number one, you have to keep your stick down and, and don't go to the box. Uh, but the fast teams are doing well, and that's not a surprise. I mean, a team like the Hurricanes, you know, they, they're on to the first round now after sweeping um, the Rangers and they're just a really, really tough out right now. So I think like, like most situations, Dan in hockey speed is, is so important probably more so than ever. So the fast teams, um, seem to have an upper hand right now, but you know, who knows, you know, going into this, we didn't know we're uncharted territory and will a team with experience do well or a young team or, or who knows, um, We'll just have to find out. It's still very early in the process, but, you know, those are the two things I noticed. Uh, the penalties are up, and the teams of speed are doing really well. How about your in doing a broadcast, John? Uh, I know normally you get really good access with um, with Barubi and, and the coaching staff and the players. What kind of access are you getting, if at all, uh, maybe outside of just the normal Zooms that the, the media, the other media is getting? Yeah, Dan, the Blues have been fantastic. Mike Caruso, who heads up the PR department for the Blues, um, on a day game, for instance, earlier today we had a Zoom chat, just the broadcaster of the Craig Berube, and, and he's been outstanding. He gave us about a half an hour the other day for our exhibition game, and we also had a chance to talk to Braden Chen. So, you know, on a, on a normal day we get Berube, and then we get another player. So, um, you know, ideally you want to talk to more than one player and you want to talk to as many players from your team and the other team as possible. But, you know, uh, you know, understanding the circumstances, we're thrilled to get what we get and we appreciate your time. And uh, a couple more and I'll let you go. What are the players doing to kind of stay busy when they're not practicing or working out and they have to stay uh, basically in the bubble? What, what are you hearing that they're doing to try to stay busy? Well, right now it's a really tight bubble, Dan. And, and, you know, we've been told that, in a couple of weeks, the the bubble will loosen a bit in terms of the players perhaps could go play golf or maybe go fish or things like that. But right now, they can't really leave the bubble except to go to practice or the games. Mm. And, you know, they have pool tables and ping pong and, and movies and things like that. But right now, they're being very, very restrictive in what the players can do for good reason. So, um, I you know, I, I think the other key, Dan, when you ask them about what it's going to take to be successful, I think the team that's mentally strongest and doesn't get, you know, fed up with being in that bubble because it's going to be about a 60 day period if you go to the final. So the team that stays together as a group and is mentally strong, I think will have a lot more success than other teams. Yeah, there, there is no doubt about that. Um, and I'll wrap it up with this, the blues chances to win the cup. Um, what do you think, John? How good are the chances of the Blues compared to some of the other teams? Well, I think, Dan, that, you know, number one, there are some obviously superb teams out there. And in the West, to me, the two best teams aside from the Blues 
are Vegas and Colorado, two excellent teams. So, you know, number one, to get to the final, you got to beat those teams. At least you, you would think you would. And I think the biggest thing for the Blues, Dan, as we talked earlier, is they got to get to their game like they did last year and be consistent. I mean, you're not going to play a perfect game every night. That's impossible. But they've got to find that level and they've got to get to it as often as possible. It's always great to hear your voice on the games, John, and welcome back to Call in the Games. Thanks for your time, and uh, we'll have you tuned in tonight. Thanks so much. Okay, thanks for having me, Dan. Good to, good to talk to you. That's John Kelly. I'll be back with more in a moment. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. Six five seven eight zero. Let's get to some of those uh, questions on the text line. Danny Mac, love the show. I believe Weeders will be the DH. I don't think so because you're down now to twenty eight on your roster, and you're going to carry two catchers, not three. So you've got to keep somebody available if one of the catchers gets hurt. So if Weeders is catching, Kisner is on your bench, can't DH, or vice versa. Um, my guess is that Kisner is catching. That would be my guess. And then you've got to keep Weeders available to be ready. So if Kisner takes a foul tip, hurts his finger, hurts his whatever, uh, Weeders has got to be available to come in and catch. Your emergency catcher then is, you know, Edmund, Brad Miller, take your pick, whoever. Um, so it can't happen. Danny Mac, give me a proposed lineup. Okay. This could be kind of fun. Um, let's see. Top would be Wong, Edmund. Uh, let's see. Batting third, Goldie. Batting fourth, maybe O'Neal. Now that DeYoung is out. What do you think, fifth? Carp. Uh, and Carp's going to play third base. And then after that, you know, you're going to have to mix and match. I'll, I'll give you this, though. Let's just go around the, the infield. Let's go Goldie at first, Wong second, Edmund at short, Carpet third, O'Neal in left, Bader in center, or Thomas. Fowler in right, catching would be Kisner. And then on the mound tomorrow night will be Jack Flaherty. Your rotation is going to be Flaherty, Wayno, Hudson, Ponce de Leon, and Kim. And then your bullpen now, if Kim is in your rotation... Off the top of my head is Gomber. You've just called up Hennessy Cabrera. Another lefty would be Webb. Another lefty would be Miller. Um, let's see. Helsley would be your closer. At least one of them. Uh, let's see. Gant, Gallegos, Woodford. Alex Reyes is up. And then Roel Ramirez. So your bench, if Kisner is catching, would be Weeders, Dean, Brad Miller, Thomas, and then remember Schrock. 314 Danny Mac, how are you doing with your health? Hope you are not quarantined and exposed to the virus. Um, remember, we're calling the games from a studio, so we were not with the team. Traveling party was roughly 57, 58 people, though. So a lot of a lot of people outside of just the players were there. The broadcasts are being done uh, in a studio for both radio and television, and we are not traveling. So thank you for your concern though do appreciate it but any of the road games this year all across baseball uh, not just with the cardinals but anybody that is with a team radio television those are being done via studio 
which you probably didn't know, didn't you, uh, Scott? Yeah, but you're doing such a good job, you can't even tell. Oh, stop. You are. You're crushing it, man. Well, I've been doing it for a week. But, but you're crushing it. Well, you know, just stop, will you? Dan, you, I... I'm telling you're you, kissing, I, you're I speak, kissing behinds, no, man. I'm Are you not, running man. for public office here or what? <laughs> I'm not. I'm speaking for all of our listeners that just are dying to turn on the game. That's and what they you want. Say, Welcome to Cardinals baseball. So we have uh, what you see at home. We've got a monitor, and we have a monitor to the left of that that shows kind of like the entire field. Mm-hmm. So you got the monitor that you see at home. Then there's a monitor that shows the entire field, so you can see shifts. Um, you just got to be on your toes. So if a guy's taking a lead or they start running, kind of keep your eyes shifting back and forth. Um, Dialed in. Well, you try to be. You try to see if somebody is getting up on deck if you don't notice. I mean, a lot of it you get with body mannerisms too. Like with your own team, you can always kind of tell when a guy's, how they wiggle a bat on deck or if somebody's throwing in the bullpen. Normally I can tell even at home, like in person, if I look out, in the bullpen, just how a guy throws. I can say, oh, that's Andrew Miller. Or even just, you know, he's tall. Right. You know, you just. But still, from a zoomed out angle on a screen. It's a little tough. <laughs> you know. I mean, you got to know exactly how they throw. Well, sometimes you can tell when a guy hits one, you're just like, okay, that's gone. Sometimes, though, when a guy hits one and you look, it looks like he hits one. And really, he just hit it a mile high. And you're like, and that bear. Uh oh, and it's caught it short. I've level. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. And you just kind of laugh at yourself, and hopefully you're laughing at me, and we're laughing all together. Just got to have a little fun with it. But here's the main thing is what I've said to people all the time is that the main thing is that baseball is back on, and it's a diversion. And so it's a distraction, and it should be for everybody three to four hours of not talking about hopefully the virus and the different things that are negative in our lives that we've been dealing with for six or seven months. Right. You know, you you enjoy a ball game or you enjoy a hockey game or basketball game or whatever. Now, tomorrow we will, I'm sure, have to talk a little bit about the virus. It's affected what's happening with the Cardinals. But at that point, though, got to talk about baseball. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk a little bit about how it's affected the Cardinals. Um, And then I want to talk baseball because that's what people want to hear about. Um, Okay, Danny Mac, uh, would you put uh, Wayno at DH? And I'm being serious. No, no. Appreciate it, but no. If you asked Wayno, I'm sure he'd say yes. He'd say, yeah, give me a shot at it, man. Only problem is Wayno hurt himself. Um, I don't want him getting hurt. Remember, he tore his Achilles in Milwaukee. And I want to see Austin Dean. I want to see Miller. I want to see position players get a chance to hit. I appreciate it, but no. All right. um, I'm running out of time, and I did want to talk a little hockey. And, of course, I get rolling on different things, and I screw up my clock, which I always do because I'm bad at managing the clock. And, Scott, I'm going to throw this on you. I'm going to throw you under the bus because you never keep me on time. Uh, I know. This is your fault. I know. I should start giving you cues or something. Totally your fault. It's been a couple weeks now. It's it's definitely on me at this point. Totally not your fault. Totally your fault. Did I hear not? Did I hear a not in there? It's not your fault. (laughs) 
<laughs> My fault. Okay. All right. Ribs and BK, they're coming up next in the crossover. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. Time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers. It is 1056 here in St. Louis. That does it for Scoops with Danny Mac. I'll be back with you tomorrow at 10. And Ribs and BK coming up, and that means we got Blues hockey later tonight. The Blues and the Vegas Golden Knights. What are you looking for tonight, Mr. Rivers? Well, I'm looking for the Blues to continue to trend in the right direction. I think that uh, since we started this, the restart of the season, Chicago was a tough game. Uh, Colorado got progressively better. The third period was their best by far. So hopefully they pick up where they left off there and they keep heading in the right direction so that when we get to that first four out of seven series, we're looking at a Blues team that we recognize. Why is tonight important in terms of seeding? Is there anything with the seeding? Yeah, Dallas has lost... uh, what two games yeah. now so they're they're pretty much going to finish fourth out of that round robin uh, affair and Colorado now is 2-0. and We'd have to anticipate that they would finish first. So second or third is available here between the Blues and the Golden Knights. So yeah, it's a big game. You'd rather finish higher because of the way they're reseeding things after, which means you're going to get Probably one of the lowest teams, which in theory helps, but I don't know if it really makes a big difference in today's NHL. Coming up on the show, what do you guys have? Oh, we got a lot of Cardinal stuff for sure. We're going to dive into KK going into the rotation, people that made the roster, maybe some uh, people that didn't make the roster. We got to talk Dylan Carlson because BK just can't go through a show without talking yeah. about Dylan Carlson. I noticed. We're going to have Scott Burnside on from the NHL, and uh, we're going to we're going to throw down. We're going to have a heck of a good one today, Danny. Ribs and BK coming up next on 101 ESPN. You have been listening to the TV voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. Scoops with Danny Mac on 101 ESPN.